welcome everyone to week four of remote radio and we've got a few new people so it would be great to go around and kind of say who you are and just we'll do a little bit of a check-in because this is obviously a strange time for everyone so just kind of checking in to see how everyone is and and what sort of happened this week any differences to to life or whether it's all the same so Hyacinth, you're the first on my screen, on my left, so do you want to just introduce yourself and kind of tell us yeah. where you're at? Okay, um, hi everyone, my name's Hyacinth, um, I, yeah, I'm actually at a good place actually, with this whole um, change, it's actually just given me a lot of time to create, so I've got some two businesses my background's really in community work, but this has given me the time that I never had before to finish creating um, a book, might get back into my artwork. I've got my lovely big book out that I actually been waiting to start um, and also creating content for things like my websites, my YouTube channel and my podcast. So yeah, it's been good. I'm here with my son, my 14 year old son who has his birthday here, which was a bit tough for him because we were mm. supposed to be in sunny Wiltshire. But um, yeah, we'll just have to do that later on, actually. But, yeah, things are quite good. Excellent. Uh, Rhett, I will unmute you. Oh, you've muted yourself. Yeah. We can't hear you. Uh... Well, there we go. Yeah, brilliant. Hello, I'm Rhett. Um, I'm at the seaside in Oldborough. I'm um, most recently a poet-ish. Um, I've done some writing recently, copywriting, that kind of thing. I'm also a coach, life coach, if you can believe it. Um, interested in happiness and um, five or six other things. Um, and it's lovely to be here, my first visit to this group online. It's fantastic to see my friend Lucia. Um, and I'm locked down in a house. My landlady isn't here but a friend of a friend of hers is. So Ooh. I'm locked down with a stranger called Steve. <laughs> There's a poem there. We're kind of getting to know each other under, the, under, under very extreme circumstances. And I think well, we're, I think we're if there's, different. Anyway, if, that's... An, yeah, if there's one way to get to know someone, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe that's it that's it for the moment it's like great. a living thought experiment what we're going through at the minute great Gillian hello I'm Gillian I'm from East London I decided after last week's session that I would not have any negative thoughts at all and so I've been busy I've just been busy joining in zoom conferences and um, doing craft art reading buying books off Kindle for a cheap or free. So yeah, I've just been busy, busy, busy. And doing a I'm doing a film project with seniors where we watch um, BBC two classic Ealing studio films and reviewed them. Kept our brains going. Which films have you watched so far? School for Scoundrels, Top Carpy. Can't remember. It didn't impress me that much. There's a whole series, they're still going on. They think, think they're going on for the month. BBC Two in the afternoon. 
Great. Lawrence. Um, hello, everybody. Um, hello. <clears throat> my name is uh, Lawrence. Um, I'm currently in Margate in Kent. Um, hello. I'm well. I'm good. Um, slightly less paid work than when I saw you last, but more time to grow vegetables. So, <laughs> yeah. all good. <laughs> and more painting, or that's all done? No more painting this week. Can't find anything more to paint. So, <laughs> <laughs> great, Malcolm. How are you doing? Um, I, I I'm sort of with um, Gillian and and Hyacinth. Really, I've I'm feeling uh, much better this week. I'm feeling this good things the only the only thing um that has stressed me a little bit is joining this bloody meeting you know what i mean oh. technology uh so lucia i've got it in yes. for you girl you know what i, I mean? know i i don't know what happened i, 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 I apparently i, I back no I, I think somehow i backdated the meeting i'm not sure how that right. happened so, so, uh, so apologies so apologies i'm okay, really sorry so, Right, so so you've stopped the drinking, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I don't drink, yeah, yeah. so I don't even have that yeah. excuse. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Well, anyway, I went into the garden and got Jamie to sort this out for me, so that was okay. okay. And the other thing is, oh, by the way, I'm Malcolm. Um, I, I'm a, an old um, elderly East End man, um, working class who unfortunately has been influenced by many middle class people o over the years so we have a new and some a new person joining us um it says mummy's iphone but this is florence so hi florence can you just introduce yourself because i i'm not sure antonio you know florence right anyway i've never met you we've spoken on the phone nice to meet you florence uh, are you able to say anything um, well, I, as a newcomer, I'm joining today. Um, I just want to listen, you know, and see um, what it's all about. Okay, so more of a listener than a participant to yeah. this week. And if you enjoy it, then you might participate next week. Yeah, we're a, yeah. we're a friendly bunch. I promise. <laughs> okay, most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Um, Antonia, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us how you're doing this week? Well, I'm Antonia. I live in Clapton. Um, and I'm going to take, go on with the thread of what Gillian and Malcolm said about the mood, you know, lifting and being more positive. I've been... My granddaughter, you know... Uh, he bought some canvas and he gave me she gave me one and this, this one of the sunny days i i i didn't know that i could even draw but this wow. is what i did that is my you know masterpiece uh, so um, <laughs> it's been it's been really good it's been really good and i have two kinds of and i've been doing some uh, uh, you know um exercise with this young Handsome sure. man called Joe Weeks or something. Oh my God! <laughs> and I've been I've been doing that. It just de debilitated me. People. So this is my kind using Wait. that for my high spirit. And I've been reading a lot and and just going on. Yes, it's been very good, very good. I mean, I'm 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 on the go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yes. 
Thank you. Excellent. You definitely seem in much better spirits than yes, than yes. So that's yes, wonderful yes. to see. And maybe you know, even though we we we're not supposed to go out too much, I think having lovely sunshine outside does help things along a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. gives us some some joy. Yes. Um, Donald, you've managed to connect. I'm uh -huh. so sorry. It was it's all my fault. I'm very sorry. How are you doing? I don't blame you a bit. Um, I I'm do. glad I do. it's not <laughs> just me. I'm so glad it's not just me. I thought, no, it wasn't once you. again, technology is defeating me. But good. So that's good. Um, I got too much sun the other day and felt a bit faint, but that's what sunshine can be about. Uh, I did 1,200 plus continuous hula hoops on my terrace today. No way. Wow. No, well. I, I've been doing this <laughs> and I just suddenly thought I would write this thing. It wasn't, it, it, it's about women in isolation or women in, women in lockdown. And I just thought, well, death is a kind of an ultimate lockdown, potentially. Uh, and I would just sort of imagine what she, you know, if she were trying to communicate with us or the world now, what would that be? So I sent that off and that felt really good. And, I also had a meeting with a theater company. I was meant to be in a show at the Barbican and, and touring from May in, in the UK. And it's about six people isolated on a beach with uh, either no or shitty guidance by the bigger powers. And so it's quite tiny. <laughs> uh, and and yeah. it, it's not happening, obviously, in, in May and June and whatnot. Oh, sorry, I got disconnected for a minute. Jamie, you're back. How are you doing? Hello again. Yeah, Hi. I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, Do you want to just introduce yourself to those who don't know who you are? Yes. And, yeah. So I don't know Hyacinth, Rhett, um, none of them, Malcolm. <laughs> ah, I find that funny, Antonio. <laughs> Jamie, sorry. That is not funny. Antonio is very difficult, very difficult neighbour. Um, um, Malcolm, your microphone has gone on to mute, by the way. I don't know if that was deliberate. No, that was me. I've, I, I muted him because he was um, fiddling around. Being with... an arsehole. No, yeah. no, no, I didn't say that. Just, oh, um, right. Fiddling around with his um, cables, so it was making lots of rustling noises. Languish, Timothy. Yeah. Languish. So I, um, I, I'm back in London. I was away for two and a half weeks. I was down at my brother's house in Sussex and we, um, we came back uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday evening. Um, so we've left the sort of, there's something quite sort of um, oddly um, uh, bubble-like about being in the countryside. You don't really get the sort of intensity that you do in London and the sort of, that sort of pressure cooker feeling really um, being down down there so it was kind of an, a slightly odd transition moving back up here um part of the reason why i did is, is strangely I, i've got a job filming um in a zoo in whipsnade zoo looking at how they're dealing with the corona um crisis at the moment um they've massively reduced staff um you know social distancing has come into play um, more with people than, than with the animals at the moment, as far as I can tell. I've only had one day there to have a look around. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back in town and nice to see you again. Great. Thank you. Um, so let's, um, 
I don't know if everyone saw the email, but um, the topic has been changed because um, a few people are like, we're fed up. We want something a bit more upbeat. So um, Gillian suggested, um, Gillian, do you want to just explain what you would like to talk about and why, why you picked this topic? Yes. Um, it starts with the headline, Art for All. Is it really art for all during the pandemic? And just to say before the pandemic, then I had organised as a community leader for seniors and um, yeah, for seniors to go along freely to very expensive art exhibitions and museums um, under the cushion we were disadvantaged because we were old. And the museums and galleries make a big thing about bringing in disadvantaged and old people. So obviously we've milked that. Um, now the pandemic has come and we're in lockdown. My worry is that the online viewings and looking at masterpieces isn't getting through. Uh, those people that aren't online aren't actually being catered for. And then the question is, who cares? But you know, that's a discussion point. Yeah, and I guess it kind of brings the general conversation about whether, you know, art is in theory accessible, even when it's free, but, you know, there are other barriers that present, that are there and um, prevent people from accessing the art that's um, supposed to be free and accessible for everyone and what those barriers are and how, you know, what are the ways to kind of um take them down i guess and, and make art more accessible I, I heard something also about this kind of lockdown period is a lot of the plays that are quite expensive to go to theater plays um are now available for free online um people in theater are saying you know finally this means that we can open up to a whole new audience but will that really happen i wonder um you know, I'm not sure whether people who've never been to the theatre or, or always found it too expensive um, to go to will suddenly be watching plays online. I don't know um, any thoughts about any of that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Does anyone, um, Donald? You're you're in the arts. You're a, you're kind of you do a lot of reviewing, access all sorts of things. So. What, what are your thoughts about kind of the, the barriers, barriers to entry to, to art in general? Well, from, so I'm, I'm in the arts, but I'm not in education. But is it not true that if you're a student and in courses, uh, if, since schools are closed, education is now reverting to online. And I've been told by a choreographer friend that there are still students who, who don't have computers and don't have access to to online education so it's a similar mm. thing to to this you know it's whether you've got a device or not whether you've got whether you're signed in or not and and whether or not the the stuff that's available online is being viewed by new audiences i'm not sure how that would be registered i know that i watched one man two governors which i hadn't seen in the west end you know, the national theater production and i think it said uh it was available for a week that there were two million viewers of that by the time I got around to it. And so they're doing that every week. And HBO just released 500 hours of free content. 
I haven't looked into that. And then there are free trials for movie, something called movie, which I think is foreign films, maybe. I don't it's know. Not, it's um, art, art house film. Art, art house film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was funny, foreign films. Yeah. Um, so but that, you know, that's just stuff that's available. But who's using it? I don't know. And if you don't have access, I mean, you're right, Jillian. What, what do you do? How do you, how do you get that side fulfilled? I was also talking to um, uh, a choreographer here who was saying that, that um, she's originally from Spain and that the Spanish government is saying, you know, with uh, the, the last thing that, that we need to support is the arts. And she also said a friend in Chile said that uh, uh, there's been a, a lot of online activity about well, why why do why do the arts need to be supported at all in these times? There are more pressing issues. Um, mm. I mean, I I am an arts advocate, and I do think that that all this stuff that gets created helps us understand who the hell we are and what we're doing. Um, but I pass the ball on to anyone. Um, Rhett, you wanted sorry, Rhett, you wanted sorry. to say something. You're, yeah, yeah, maybe just to uh, almost remind us of what um, a Western art-centric perspective we're showing here in this discussion so far. So you know, uh, well, first and foremost, art can be for yourself, can be self-expression, and therapeutic for that purpose. So writing, movement, drawing. All of those things would qualify within the umbrella of what art can be. And if you're in a country where there just isn't technology, you know, then you might be making art by assembling stones or objects, or there might be an overlap between art and, and craft. You might make functional art, um, or you might use available colors and tints or earth and that would take us back probably to the very earliest history of um, evidence of art making in human culture. So I guess I just wanted to expand it out from this. We're in oh, yeah. lockdown and it's, yeah, all, yeah. it's all about, yeah. uh, you know, digital, yeah. something much broader. And, and, and even if there's no audience, other purposes for art as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to go on to this magnanimous umbrella that the, the huge cultural institutions in UK have and, and calling the thing art for all. That needs to be squashed then because it's not art for all. I'm not talking about abroad, I'm talking about what's available for people in the UK online. We can expand that out afterwards. You know, so that, that, that very um, patronising art for all, but you're not. It's not art for all at all. And um, for myself, it's a question of getting older people by email and um, asking, or telling them that there's something coming up. You need to know how to get into this, or even for Zoom. Come on, join Zoom. There's so much going on, and they have their own internal barriers, and they they think they can't go onto this thing because it's too technical. So there's that double-edged thing that something's out there, you don't want to join it, and therefore you're not you're not accessing, and then we feel sorry for you. There's got to be some kind of personal responsibility for joining in something cultural anyway. Mm. Um, Malcolm, you mentioned class earlier. Um, oh, you, 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 said, you said, you know, I'm working <laughs> class, but I've, I've, I've been kind of 
too influenced by middle class people? Do you think there's a kind of class comes into into our access? No, Lucia, you you must know by now. I was attempting I know, to be humorous. I, I'm, of I'm, course, like like most. Like most humour, there's normally a grain of truth in it anyway, and there is a grain of truth there. Um, but I think it was more to do with, um, uh, as often I am, being very personal about it and selfish and thinking about my own upbringing and what it was like in a, in a dilapidated um, East End area in the 1940s and 50s. Um, and, and thinking about art and thinking about the influences I and other people I knew had or didn't have um, I mean, one of—I mean, there were many people at, at that time, working-class people, that were not influenced by art at all, uh, not in the slightest. Uh, there, there was very, very um, little outlet for them. There was very little information for them. There was very little um, in, in, in the educational system uh, down in the East End. Um, art was really um, wasn't around. Um, I mean, there were other practical things like metalwork and woodwork, you know, but God forbid, like me, wanted to learn to cook. It was a no-no. You couldn't. Um, you, it had to be just females. And this is true, which is why I'm a crap cook now. I, you know, um, but the one good thing was that the, there was, there was the Whitechapel Art Gallery, which wonderful, which is still there. And I, I only because I was a wanderer, I, um, I would go in there rather than often go into school. And that gallery gave me an education. But they, their arms, I know they're doing it these days because I've been since and they're trying to make groups of people enjoy uh, the gallery. But I remember very clearly almost being embraced by people at that, at that particular gallery in Whitechapel um, for young kids uh, and for young kids to be brought in. In, by schools, in groups, um, and also in the library next door. And therefore, when I left the East End, I was influenced by people that had already taken up that sort of understanding of, of creative stuff um, and, and was helped along by middle-class people, in fact. Uh, but I think an awful lot of youngsters uh, from, the, from down in Stepney, um, they were just not reached. And I think poverty had a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. Um, however, you pushed yourself into that world, didn't you? And there well, are many no, that, yeah, that, 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 well, not necessarily, no. I mean, I think like everything, you know, often it's circumstances and if you're in the right place at the right time. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I think the most effective thing for, for, for teaching youngsters then and now um, is going to schools and showing them live stuff, live drama, live improvisation, live live everything um a bit like music you know it doesn't matter if you don't enjoy um certain genres of music you're always um, uh, you always feel people that are that are doing things live uh and so the, the whole schools thing with drama is really very minimal compared to when i first went into the profession ah sorry hello everybody sorry i'm late no no problem welcome susan how are you how are you feeling um, much better, thank you. But I'm having trouble seeing anybody. Ah, now, now you're all popping up. Um, Can I just say um, thank you yeah. to Rex? I wasn't negating all that he said. I just wanted to home it down. Okay, <laughs> no problem. I, I, I'd very much like to be able to comment on something that Malcolm said. Sure, go ahead. 
um, on the subject of um, being in the East End and stuff like that and your parents presumably not wanting you to. I didn't live quite in the East End, I lived in Hackney. I still live in Hackney, Hackney born and bred. But um, we were not, my mother and I were not allowed to um, listen or watch anything highbrow. Um, Shakespeare, heaven forfend. Um, classical music, never. The first time I ever saw a live ballet, I was 40 years of age. So I can um, certainly understand how you feel, Malcolm. So, Susan, when you say not allowed, who, who was it that wasn't allowing you to? And, and what, what, what constitutes highbrow? Who, who was making, who were making these rules? My, my father. Right. And, and what was the reasoning behind this? My, my father. Yeah, what, but what was the reason? What, 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 why did, did he not want you and your mother to access anything that he can um, The biggest about? insult he could throw at somebody was that they were a college person. Right. So um, I, I guess because he, um, ignorance and fear um, create this type of atmosphere. And... Um, ju just not willing to um, join in, but he, he used to be very um, extrovert, but that was before I knew him. Um, so do, do you think, sorry, I'm, I'm just quite interested Lucia. in this. Yeah, sorry, Malcolm. Yeah, I mean, Lucia, you, you, you could, I think we've got to bear in mind that at the time, you know, in yeah. the 40s and 50s, there was a lot of resentment by working yeah. class people, understandable resentment, um, because the, the ruling class and middle class people, in comparison, were very, very privileged. Now, I'm not, I'm not uh, these. I, I, I'm not sort of taking sides in any sense. What I'm, I think, what I'm saying is, is from this distance, it's understandable why a generation above me uh, resented people that uh, were privileged. And I also understand why pe many people that were privileged and got on with their lives didn't particularly want to mix with working class people. So the arts for working class people got stuck in the middle, really, uh, by the, the, your, your, one's parents' attitude towards anything that really was, was, I mean, you know, included food as well. It included all sorts of things. So if it was highbrow, I know what, Susan, what Susan's getting at. It's just that like language today is problematic for people. It was then even more problematic. Um, and if you didn't have an education and if you did live in a, in a slum area, the idea of actually um, the arts was was really a, an alien thing almost. It was, it, I mean, it wasn't far off something that you thought only working class, only middle class and upper and, and the gentry got involved in really, um, and that they looked down upon you. Again, this sounds a little bit like a, um, um, uh, a, a flying circus sketch, but it is true. There were attitudes from all the classes towards mm. each other. Thank goodness much of that has flattened out. A lot of things have been lost by it, but nevertheless, there's been an awful lot of gains. I'm just going to move on to Lawrence. I'm probably putting you on the spot a little bit, but um, can you just tell us about what you were trying to do 
Open School East um, because I think that's quite an interesting example of kind of this, I guess, you know, leveling things out and accessibility to arts education and things like that. Sure thing. So I guess when I co-founded Open School East, which used to be in Haggerston, um, in the Rose, former Rose Lippmann Library, we were trying to create something akin to an art school that faced outwards instead of inwards, and which was free and provided lots of opportunities for people to come and make their own culture, I guess. Um, and sitting here, I've, I've been thinking it's quite interesting that we're using the term art, um, because a lot of what I kind of got from Open School East, where you could come and, in fact, a radio thing started there, just like this. Um, you know, we were, we were bringing people in in order to kind of create an openness that brought diversity and allowed us to make culture together and experience other people's, people's culture. Um, mm. It was very much about giving people their own voice and their own ability to make things mm. rather than it being kind of hierarchical. And I think it's interesting that we're using the term art um, because what, for me, art does is it brings communities together and allows you to experience and make each other each other's new culture or experience each other's culture, which gives you a, a different understanding of the world and, and of ways to collaborate. And it, it stops fear and it, it, it kind of celebrates difference. And I guess in a long rambling way, that's why I started Open School East, um, which now lives in Margate and I don't run it anymore. But um, that was all free. And I think that's another important thing, you know, um, a, a non-institutional and a very open attitude to kind of making that um, I think Rhett was kind of pointing to as well, you know, for me, art, I help artists make public sculpture and that's like my job. But for me, art encompasses cooking and gardening and, you know, mm -hmm. all of those things that give you some kind of reflection or mindfulness or bring you to other people or have ideas or lets you talk or celebrate or experience. And um, really that, doesn't have to, that doesn't have to be the National Theatre. I can yeah. find that much closer to home as well. Sure. I really like that distinction you made there, Lawrence, between kind of art and culture. Suddenly, mm -hmm. if you talk about culture, everyone has culture. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a story and a history. Mm. So suddenly, I, I love that idea of your experiment as being about um, an openness and exchanging culture. And that something comes out of that. And occasionally, it's a specific thing that you could call an artifact. You see what I mean? Like an output. Mm. So I really like that distinction you made, or I think it's interesting at least. Mm. Antonio. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Gillian. Antonio has spoken. Yeah. Antonio, you haven't spoken for a while. Any, any thoughts on what, you've been, what we've been hearing? Uh, I'm being pensive now. Yeah, yes, <laughs> uh, I've been listening attentively about what everybody's here. My perspective is, is I would take on what uh, about Open East, what you said you were doing there, and uh, the creativity that that came out of that, and and it's still going on. But we have to going back to Gillian, we have to address the issue of 
digital inclusion. I, I, I got something on my phone a, from uh, a group that um, I belong to that BBC was showing, they, they call it uh, something, uh, oh, they, 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 they're showing things freely for people to see, uh, you know, theater to see about plays and things like even the national theater is repeating what they have done that people go to see and they pay but now it's free but there's still people who are um, being disfranchised they cannot you know if you don't have uh, if you only you can access uh, internet by just going to somewhere like what rick and you you do it sometime weekly is that is not enough people need to have access to this uh, technology to be able to enjoy what we're talking about and diversity uh, you know brings more creativity more you know knowing each other for me when i first came here i, I think i did something with you about migration mm. and i told you about a young girl whose English was even uh, worse than mine when I came in the 60s, you know, and but she, she was a, a violinist and incessantly she will be practicing every day. And me in my corner, because we were sharing the digs where we were Methodist International Hostel, and now we be crying that I'm missing home because I wanted to go back to Africa. But this girl gave me, she taught me something and made, made me to know about Tchaikovsky and all this because he's playing it. And then I'm crying when he's playing this music because they're so moving. And that is how I became, uh, have interest in, in classical music. But you, you can learn, you can learn there at home Art, as you say it, yes, we have few museums that you can go to, but it's something, it, it hasn't got anything to do with class. It's, a, it, it's about how education-wise, how much your parents have exposed you, whether you went to school. The, not, not, there is no class system as such. Maybe it, there is, because if you don't go to school, how could you learn anything? It means you are an illiterate. And they look upon people who went to school as the elite of society. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but when I came here and I had children, I used to go with them to a place called uh, uh, Hoxing Hall. And they used to put plays and plays, loads of plays. Hoxing is full of working class people. Now it's been gentrified and it's changed, totally changed. But then you can go in, watch Toad, Toad of, of Toad All, all sorts of, you know, uh, winds in the willow, all sorts of things that you, and it is so interesting. So I am not, I haven't missed a lot, but there are some of my counterparts who don't have, you know, access to this thing. They don't, they don't think that is culture for them, but they are catching up. Uh, there's disparity in our society and it, it is going to take quite a long time. I mean, a bit of a time to really bring people together and to make it an 
even society. I think we're on the way because look at this now, it's brought us together to, to talk, whether we like it or not. We, we're locked down, everybody is in the same boat. So uh, I said, go back to what I said earlier on, it, this time is giving us food for reflection and to just see how we can, you know, enhance life as it is and make it a better place. Uh, that's what I, everybody has got some artistic things to show. You know, my culture is rich. Mm -hmm. When I look at here, I, I say, I'm really thankful for where I came from and what it is instilling me. It's not only about what you can see and what you go to, to the museum to see and all the rest of it. It's very creative, but it's what is instilling you, what makes you, what the makeup is intrinsically inside of you, what they've already put in, in you. That is, to me, that is art. How you, when I dress, I'm going to church or something, I go in my regalia and people in, on my road say, wow, you look nice, you know, uh, because maybe they are not used to see people dress like that. But that is occasionally. But normal, I, I dress like everybody else. So people have got loads of things to bring in. Well, uh, but Gillian, yes, it, it, it is still an elitist uh, uh, pursuit, but it's getting better. Well, I don't agree at all. Right? And you said about there isn't class. Of course there's mm. class. Otherwise, why would the VNA, why would British Museum, why would they even use the term disadvantaged? You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're keeping that class thing going anyway and yes open east and any community venue fantastic but why wouldn't working class black people have access to the intellectual challenge of what's on the walls in the cultural icons of uk mm. and and that that's the museums and the galleries are the ones upholding this, this, this distinction there must be they're the ones making money it's a uh, they don't care yeah. about you and how you feel equal. They don't care. Uh, they just, I just go back to the art for all. It's not art for all. That's, that's the emotional part. Mm. I, I, well, yes, sorry. Hi, Cynthia. You, you haven't spoken for I a while. Spoken, yeah. yeah. No, I was doing what um, Antonio was doing, actually. I was just listening. Um, oh, my God. There's so, it's so much to start with, actually. Um, first of all, I studied fine art at college myself actually and I just remember even just going to do that and people saying why are you doing because I've always, I've been born and bred in Hackney as well and always been referred to at that time I'm 48 now at that time we was always referred to inner city deprived children I mean, actually <laughs> think that bloody tag <laughs> and also people a lot of the people even I remember in school them saying to me uh, what are you going to do afterwards and, I, and I, at that time, I wanted to be a fashion designer. So I really used to love um, clothes and fashion. And I applied for the London School of Fashion. I didn't get in. But I just remember the careers officer saying to me, oh, why don't you just do your placement? And they wouldn't get me a placement in um, a fashion house. They got me a placement in a supermarket in Clapton. And they told me that <laughs> should be my reality. And I just remember thinking, 
thank God for my really wacky, wonderful, weird and eccentric art teacher who was just like broke all moulds and who was like, you're really good at art, you love art, why don't you go to art college? And I was like, why would I do that? Because no one like me really goes there. And they keep saying it's not for people like me. And mm-hmm. also I was coming from a family where we're very working class and they were like, that's not a real job. And I'm thinking, I didn't know what I wanted to do as a job. So I went to art college and I loved it. And then for me, I've always been into the art. So even growing up, um, my children, being a single mum, I would always take them to theatres. Yeah. I would make them go to see opera. I would make them see everything, actually, so they could at least experience everything and then decide whether they liked it or not. So we was always in galleries and places to be found. Mm-hmm. Later on in the early 90s, I started working with the Shoreditch Trust. So I was part of a college where I was... Um, uh, not a college, a programme, where I was an arts ambassador. So we was bringing arts to people in Hackney, actually, to get people into the theatre and into places where they wouldn't normally be. And we used to access free tickets and stuff. And I just think, if I didn't really kind of fight, in a way, to be part of that movement and have some really wonderful friends along the way, I just think I'd probably still be like, oh, why are you going to see that? Because I still get that from peers now. Like, why are you interested in opera? Why do you want to go and see ballet? And I'm like, because I just want to experience it. And actually, for my children, I mean, they love the arts. My older son's not really that much into the art because he's like, oh, mum, you dragged me to see those things. And I'm like, but at least you experienced it. And even if you're not into it, he's quite creative himself. So he writes music and poetry. And my youngest one likes to do photography and make films. And I think... Because I've had to show them anybody can be into the arts. I just think we all are creative beings and we need to actually just be allowed to create regardless of where we're from. Just that there are barriers, like Gideon's saying, going into museums sometimes. If you don't like, if you don't know museum etiquette and all that kind of stuff, or you're not supposed to be in certain museums at certain exhibitions, you know, and then people talk to you like, you're really stupid. Like, what are you doing here? How did you know about this? Um, and I just think I'll get stuff actually. Um, <laughs> can I say something? I just love what you just said. You see, it sums up. I've got uh, two boys who are in their forties, and they always send their children during the holidays. Any holiday, they will, because they are working, they will send their children to me, and they will say. My mom will take you to all these places. We go to school. My grandchildren, I don't know where I haven't taken them. The museum, going to Upper Sadler's Wells, anywhere. Because to me, it's just an opportunity to uh, really embrace this society. Where I'm coming from, there's no inhibition. There is, I've been taught that you can do anything and you could be anything that you want to be. You know, and that was what I was trying to instill in my children and my grandchildren. They would say, oh, when they take them out, they would say, well, we have a day off and we're taking you to. And they would say, ah, oh, we've been here before because grandmother was already, to, you know, taking us there. So I, I don't have inhibition about the, how to access something. It depends on your taste and you, how how do you want the thing to want to embrace it? I will pay 
60 or 80 pounds to go and see Aida or something. And whereas somebody will say 60 pounds, oh, I can do a lot of things with that. It depends on your taste. Mm -hmm. But I agree that it should be accessible, more accessible to people. And it is is for people not to keep quiet, to you know, to bring that barrier down. That it, 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 we equality. If you have been, you know, you you fight that all the time, because it's it, it, it's in a, in our society that people want to be better than the other. But then you have to say in your mind what you want. You don't need to be in a race. But I and I love arts, I love music, I love ballet. I, I, if it's on the telly, I'm, I'm watching it. I can just sit down till middle of the night to watch something because that is my taste. But some people, they don't, it's not the, their thing. But that doesn't mean that they're not creative, that they, they, they don't enjoy life. You know? And it also means they haven't been introduced to it, and this would be uh, exactly, great time. exactly. This would exactly. be a great time if everyone exactly things I, online, exactly. then they find out about the creative spirit. I, I think there's something also about curiosity, though, isn't there? Um, so you know, Hyacinth, you you obviously were curious when you, you you know you were artistic, but you were curious, and I think and Malcolm, you were the same when you went into the Whitechapel Gallery. There's something about you being a curious person that pushed you into there to, to discover things. And I, so I was just, you know, often it's about sort of, we should uh, be kind of introducing, yes, we should be introducing arts to people. But then I think there's something also about people's natural curiosity and, and, and yes, making that things available so that curious people can find things. But if you're just not curious and you're just not interested in things, then you'll never find anything surely well, you're so, saying there that middle class are the ones that are curious that's what you're saying no i'm not saying they, that just I'm recently saying they've that. been saying opera is elite yeah it is elite do something about it i haven't really done anything about it in the opera houses you, you've just said it you've said that only the curious would be the ones using um, exhibitions and they're mainly middle class well it's it's not mainly middle class it's it, that barrier can come down because it, it, but but how you how see, will it happen? It's not it, happening now. It's not happening. Let's go back to online. You know, most of the working class we don't have online access. I mean, well, that's mm -hmm. why I, I I talk about digital inclusion. Yeah. Is is oh, it, no, I it's it's the right word inclusion. That was yeah, yeah. It's 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 really very important to include people in because loads of people have been left behind you know uh, because of this and 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 it it will only make the divide to be more more even mm. apparent than what we have now if we don't and it will be to the detriment of society if we don't mm. you know because you see I, I had this notion before that oh i do not want to i, I won't use averse but i was not interested in in you know this I said, it's too intrusive. And why do I want to be telling people uh, what I ate today and all the rest of it? But look at, uh, you know, the person like uh, uh, Zuckerberg, he is he, not producing anything. 
but he's a billionaire today. He is he's not producing anything. It's connecting so, people. He's connecting people. people exactly. So you see, we, we have to we have to what is he producing? Nothing except to connect people. How, that is in, oh. that's how society is oh, going. It's going that way and people should not be left behind. You know, I, I had it in my mind. I say, look, everybody is doing it. Well, um, back from anything that was cultural. Um, however, um, it didn't stop me in the end. And I became interested in various things. I used to read archaeology as mm. a child. And the little library I went to, um, they not only did they allow me to use um, the adult library, they actually allowed me to take uh, reference books home, which I think is uh, a, a great honor. Anyway, I, I was... Um, I had trouble at school. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was because my mother was in hospital and I was late getting in because I had to clean the ash out of the grates and make things ready at home. And my father wouldn't help me when I called and I ended up being thrown out of school. So I, uh, careers officers and things like that uh, ne never entered my life. And um, I started working in an office, and I now realize that I, at age 16 and a half, I was headhunted. Um, I, I went on various careers. I changed careers, and I became a blue badge licensed tourist guide. I got a place on the um, training program. There were fifty. Uh, there were five hundred applicants, and I was one of fifty, with no education. So um, I think I did quite well in the end. Mm. And I love cultural things, um, but being disabled, I haven't had the opportunity, and I miss it. Uh, but um, in terms of it being a class thing, it's a class thing in as much as the people that um, produce the shows charge, uh, expect the houses to charge exorbitant ticket prices so they can pay their top rate performers. And that's not actually, if, if, if you um, break it down, it's class only in as much as it isn't everybody that can afford the prices. Okay. Are, you, are you watching everything online now then, Susan? Um, are you visiting galleries online? I haven't done so yet. I shall gallery together so that we can um, 
feed off each other. Fantastic. Is that a good idea? I think it is. Open East, get on to that. <laughs> I don't... They're in Margate now, though. That's the only I know. Thing. They still do it. <laughs> um, I'm just uh, conscious of time. So um, I'd just like to uh, get a final, I guess, words from each person um, because I don't want to keep you too long. So, Jamie, we haven't heard from you for a while. Wakey, wakey. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, and if there anything that you haven't been able to say or you want to say just before we wrap up? Um, yeah, no, I, th I think um, it's been a really interesting chat, actually. Um, and, and, I, and I take um, Gillian's point about the elitism in art. And, you know, I really salute, you know, people like Hyacinth who said, screw that you know I'm, I'm i'm wading in there and i'm going in you know and I, I don't care who and i do think it and i think your point about curiosity um lucia i mean i i, I would agree with that you know elitism can can happen going that way or going that way or that way or that way you know there's there's there's, there's areas of elitism where we can feel really really unwelcome and i and, and, and this is putting aside the point of finance and economics and being able to afford those and having access to those things which i do take is a really really important point but there comes a point where you say screw you i'm coming in and i don't care what you think of me um and i might break the mold of the type of person you expect um to be interested in this world but it, it you know people do need to have that confidence and they do need to have that curiosity to do that um, um and i know we're running out of time but just one thing i, I mean maybe sort of like bring it back to now and what's happening today. <clears throat> one thing I've noticed that those sort of big billboards that are coming up now, there's one around the corner from us, which says, you know, please believe that these days will end. And I just, so is that, that an advertising company or is that an artist? I don't know. I look like an, an artist. artist. Is it? Yeah, is it an artist? Yeah. Mark Titchener. Ah, okay. Cause I thought it was a cheeky um, ad campaign. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So I, I, I do, and it sort of goes to the point that um, Rep was making and, and, and Lawrence too about that sort of, you know, what, what, do, what does art really mean to us? And I do wonder how um, art will be affected by what we're going through at the moment. Because there is a collective experience that we're all going through and communities mm. have been tightened, as you say, Antonia, you know, communities have been sort of tightened and people are talking to each other, um, you know, who wouldn't do normally. And the expression of creativity about COVID and about what we're going through now will be very, it'd be really interesting to see how that affects all arts really, um, mm. because they will mean so much more to us because we've all, we've all experienced it in some way. And adversity and challenge creates, it um, sort of opens there's, yeah, creativity there's a, there's a in phrase, some way. Yeah, there's that. And there's also, uh, there's a phrase which I, I forget where I first heard it, which is conflict builds cohesion. Um, and if you are, you know, if you, if you under duress, as a people, you kind of, you, you come together and that's when cultures are formed and that's when people mm. have those touchstones, you know, those sort of, those common experiences really do, um, I'm sure will affect art in many ways. It's certainly affecting, you know, telly where I work, um, you know, so much of what's going on now, as you might imagine, um, is all sort of framed within COVID-19 and what's happening to the world. Um, you know, it becomes relevant, I suppose. Art will become really, really relevant to all of us in a way that it might not have done. Um, more recently. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Donald, do you want to have a final thought? 
Um, always a few final thoughts. Um, yeah. Uh, just when you said curiosity, I was going to bring that word up because I think it's essential to, for me to have a fulfilled life. And it's what's kept me going professionally as a, as a critic, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's wanting to know how things work and why and what other things are like and difference. And play, I think, is, is you know, the notion of play uh, that, that we all have inside us. How do we, how do we liberate that play? And, and Rhett, I, I wanted to uh, just, you mentioned um, uh, different forms of culture, non-Western culture, or I, I go to Finsbury Park every day and I was really, really pleased. Somebody has taken some branches and constructed um, uh, an installation piece using clots of earth positioned on the branches. And it's just so beautiful. And somebody had, the idea to do this and make this artwork for anybody to see for free in the park. And that was rather in inspiring. Um, I think that's it. Great. Yeah. Thank that, you. That, that, that sense of curiosity and creativity and play and artful living is in essence accessible to everybody. It just depends if they know how to channel it and want to channel it and and get encouraged to channel it, all those kinds of things. So that's that's probably me. Great, um, thank you. Rhett, do you wanna? Um... Oh, yep, yeah. just unmuted myself. Um, yeah, no, really interesting discussion, everyone. Um, yeah, I think I, I identify with this idea that a lot of the, the values and human qualities that kind of sit behind art in its broadest sense, curiosity, openness, inclusivity, um, and many others. They're universal things that no one has ownership of. And maybe the key, touching on Gillian's point, is, ah, oh, but, you know, how do we get exposure to that or access to it? You know, how, how are we told that we have the right to, we have those qualities and we have the right to um, express them and enjoy them. And I think their, then Hyacinth's example was really important that it happened for her because she had someone who made her feel that and helped her natural kind of creative spirit uh, to come out. So a kind of child-centered creative education. So I think it just shows how key education is and what access and exposure you get during that time and how people are, 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 are kind of um, permissioned, you know, told, well, this is for you too. Yeah. All these things kind of set people up um, to have, so that there's a greater likelihood that some kind of art will be part of your life, either as a creator or as an audience or as an experiencer. So that's probably my... Great. Five, Thank five. you. Hyacinth, any final words or thoughts? Um, yeah, it's been quite interesting. I think my final thought would actually be, because I think when we're thinking about art, it's still very, I think like Gillian was saying, people think about like the really traditional art galleries and all that kind of um, stuff. I think when people are thinking about art, they just need to look at what kind of art um, or creativity appeals to them. 
because even when I took my sons to watch some of the plays, my eldest son was just actually amazed by like Sherling monks and stuff. So if there was anything to do with that in theatre, he'd go to that. And he used to like to read Japanese novels. So for me, I had to find out what really, what he really loved. And I thought mm. for me, I had to do it as part of my um, education, like look at Renaissance artists and do um, art history. But that really wasn't for me. I just like really abstract things. So I think it's about art, it's just about finding, just looking until you find something you're interested in. I don't think there's nothing you can't be interested in, actually, with the whole scope of art. Yeah, right. that's it, actually. Thank you. Malcolm, uh, any final final words from you? Um, yeah, I, I sort of think I'm thinking about things in, in simplistic terms, almost. I mean, and, and it's, I think it's still think it's a major problem people to have access to the arts uh, i'm just saying I, I, I sort of keep thinking it's, it's i'm thinking about it as being almost sim simplistic even though i know it isn't simplistic um i sort of go back to when i was saying that i was a kid going to the Whitechapel art gallery and men mentioned because i was curious about things but in fact lucy i'm not sure it, it isn't curiosity uh, that does it um uh, uh, curiosity may have done it for me in terms of uh, because because there was something there that I was curious about. But if you're not curious, that doesn't mean you, you, it, it ain't, you're not going to get get an interest in, uh, in 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 the art world in in any sense or, or being creative, because it's mostly it seems to me about exposure. And mm -hmm. if young kids of whatever generation or decade, if they're not exposed to, to stuff, ain't going to happen with, uh, mm -hmm. really. Um, and in fact, that exposure only comes from three places i guess it comes from being ex it comes from education an appropriate education where you are exposed to things which in itself would then make people that are not curious curious um uh, comes from uh, family life comes from an upbringing it comes from uh, appearance um uh, um if they have no interest if they have no curiosity if they have no uh, sense of um of looking uh, then their kids are going to suffer. Um, and it comes from society general and what we believe um, for children and when they grow up. We should just be exposing them at school constantly to the sort of things that everyone should be exposed to. And one of the big things is the art world in all its different manifestations from wonderful things to pretentious rubbish. But you should be exposed to it all. Um, uh, and and I, I, at this moment, I'm seeing it almost per, almost just in terms of an appropriate education at whatever level and healthy parenting. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, Antonia, do you want to, mm. what would you like to finish on? Well, I will add one word to uh, curiosity. I think... It, aspiration for where I'm coming, my own perspective. You know, uh, like I said before, you, you might find a parent who is an illiterate, but because they want, they have aspiration for their children, they want them to become somebody. They, they will do all sorts of jobs, maybe trade or, or, or menial job, just to give them that education. Education is very important. If it is not education, I wouldn't be here. It's because of, of the education that I was given. So I think you need aspiration to the curiosity and to, to want to aspire to something is, is part of 
the creativity that is inside of us. Um, I, I, I see things differently from uh, the rest of people here. Not in, in no, a, you in don't. A, a, no, not in a negative way, but in a positive way. You know mm -hmm. that I'm learning, and I'm really uh, glad that I've embraced some of the things. Like Hyson said, I, I just throw caution to the wind that yes, I want to know this how it works. You see, U3A in Hackney is about 95% middle class white male and female. And you, said it. Maybe, you know, in, in, in Hackney, you know that Susan, but I'm part of that and I've learned a lot. You see, you got to put yourself out if you really, it, it depends on how, how, I feel, how, I feel as though you're punching you me in the to. face. How hard with how your, you want with your Oh, sorry. How hard you want something. So the aspiration must be there. Curiosity too. Education. There are lo multiplicity of things that makes us, you know, uh, uh, all of us, we are artful. We, we are uh, art in progress every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Go, girl. I love your gesticulating. Sorry. <laughs> just, just, just every day. Every day. Every day. We, we are art in progress. We do things that I did some artwork, which I didn't think it was in me. But yes, go, go for it. That's okay. my contribution. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Uh, You're Su welcome. Susan. Um, what, I, I didn't really, I didn't realize I was artistic, but I used to make all my own clothes. Um, some from basic patterns, and I would amend them. So I'm a dress designer. Um, I, I did some painting, but I'm not very good. I, I have moved all around the black to try and get reception, but I, I can't. Okay, um, but um, Lawrence, can you, because it was especially Susan that asked to um, see Jesse, so can you show Susan your dog, please? Susan, this is for you. Oh, is it real? Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Ah, where? Oh, oh sorry, Lawrence. Can you speak? Because otherwise, Susan. Hello, this is Jesse. Say hello, Jesse. Oh, thank you very much. Hello, Jesse. <laughs> hello. Oh, that was so kind. Thank you. Pleasure. Uh, <laughs> so Lawrence, do you want to um, just, if you've got any final thoughts? Um, not massive. I guess like creativity in oneself, whether consuming it or doing it, is like, is now considered to be as it should be, which is, you know, part of your health and well-being. And mm -hmm. um, because of that, it's the human right, right? So everyone mm -hmm. should be able to accept access it i'll leave it over that great and Gillian, uh finally because you launched the subject um yes i'm i'm as far now absolutely exhausted and haven't we all ages to talk about online access you have to wonder what age you can all these things are doing to make things accessible for everybody because they're classes going on every week where people lose their powers etc 
but uh, really linking it all, linking our conversation today to the government's fabulous phrase, levelling. They've got long to go. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, week four of Remote Radio. Thank you all for joining. Thank Sorry you. again for the mix-up um, with sending the We remote. made it. We made it. We're all, we all made it. That's the important thing. So hopefully see everyone again next week. Um, have a good one. Enjoy a little bit of sunshine, even if it's just poking your head out of the window, if you can. Will, thank you. And thank you. Um, yeah, uh, have a good one. Yeah, and have, have some chocolate. Yeah, thank oh, you. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you. Brilliant. <laughs> bye. My team. Bye. 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 bye.